Hey there! Welcome to Sky Gems Academy podcast. At Sky Gems Academy, our vision is to build a community of new generation leaders with strong core values, high level of self awareness, high self worth, and passionate individuals who will give back to the community and the environment. We are focused on delivering high quality blended online learning of 21st century life skills delivered and taught online, practiced and perfected offline. Our philosophy is to inspire, educate, and nurture. We work towards inspiring and igniting sparks. We listen, we coach, we fine tune, and accelerate the mastery of 21st century life skills for various age groups. Our blended learning programs are curated from the early years to above 60 years old, as we believe in providing high quality, lifelong learning for everyone. SkyGems Academy Podcast Series 1. How COVID-19 Transformed the Education Industry We will take you inside the minds and behind the scenes of 40 exclusive leaders and educators in the education industry. We've interviewed 40 exclusive educators and leaders in the education industry worldwide, starting with China where the pandemic initially started. You will hear from the leaders in the education industry sharing candidly their views on the possible changes that will take place in the education industry post-COVID-19. Be sure to tune in to SkyGems Academy Podcast Series 1 to listen and learn from the amazing stories, experiences shared, challenges faced, and techniques used by educators in different cities and countries to adapt and overcome their challenges personally as well as professionally in their respective roles in the education industry during the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, Let's dive in to SkyGems Academy Podcast Series 1. Introducing to you our host, Alyssa. Hey guys, it's Alyssa. Hope everyone is keeping well. SkyGems Academy Podcast is a passion project that my team and I kicked off in early 2020. As we are all facing the unprecedented events and experiences impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic, we find that there is an urgent need to unite the global community of educators and leaders to progress forward together. Our main objective is to create a platform for all global leaders and global communities to come together to document these historic moments for our future generations. SkyGems Academy podcast is a platform for everyone from all around the world to share, listen, learn, communicate, collaborate, and come together to network and help one another to pull through this very challenging period that has impacted the global community. In each episode of SkyGems Academy Podcast Series 1, How COVID-19 Transformed the Education Industry, you will find yourself immersed and engaged in in-depth discussions and thought leadership in various aspects of education, technology, humanity, diversity, disparity, and collaborations in the education space. Our distinguished speakers also shared interesting stories, techniques, information, and experiences with regards to COVID-19 pandemic and its impact to each speaker 
and to the education industry. We trust that you will find great value, insights and learnings from our 40 exclusive speakers in each episode of Sky Gems Academy Podcast Series 1. We are very grateful and sincerely appreciate each and every one of you who has motivated us, encouraged us, contributed in your own very special ways, especially our 40 exclusive guest speakers from all around the world. A big thank you to all and a big shout out to all of you. I am pleased to introduce you to our charismatic and distinguished guest speaker for Sky Gems Academy Podcast Series 1, Episode 2, Evan Hunt. Here are some key highlights of Evan's sterling track records. Evan Hunt has spent 20 years teaching and working in schools in the United States, Latin America, and Asia. He is currently the principal and the head of school at Beanstalk International Bilingual School in Beijing, China. Previously, he served as head of school in Guatemala. In both settings, he was able to use his experience to support the needs of the bilingual and bicultural communities. Evan is passionate about helping unlock the full potential of a very diverse group of students. From 2013 to 2015, he was a high school principal in Shanghai. And from 2008 to 2013, an elementary principal in Mexico City. He has experience with both the IB Diploma and PYP programs and overseeing athletics. Evan has a Master's in Educational Leadership from Lehigh University and recently completed a fellowship at Columbia in New York. He is a strong believer that children learn best when teachers not only support their students' academic needs, but they also focus on helping them develop socially and emotionally. Evan resides in Colorado Springs when he is not overseas and has two children, Anna Alicia, who is in grade 10, and George, who is in grade 7. I quote and unquote Evan Hunt. One of the words that I always use to describe a modern teacher is they really have to be a coach, a mentor, and a whole lot of it. Well guys, tune in to Evan's podcast, exclusively streamed on Sky Gems Academy podcast. Listen to Evan speaks passionately about his passions in life, impact of COVID-19 in the education industry, and his key messages to our listeners and future generations. Without further ado, let's tune in to Sky Gems Academy Podcast Episode 2 for Evan Hans Podcast. Evan, thank you so much for your time. A very good morning to you. Welcome all the way from Beijing to join us in Sky Gems Podcast. Really appreciate your time. It's an honor to have you. It's great to be here. Thank you, Evan. I know you have been um, very brave and staying input in Beijing during COVID-19 and uh, really happy to hear you are facing through those tough times 
very positively. It is really our honor and our pleasure to have you today to share with us more in terms of this very difficult, challenging time, unprecedented times that we all are facing. How you have gone through the um, pandemic on your own in Beijing. And I think it's really great to have you to share your thoughts as to how you feel about the current situation of COVID-19 for yourself. Sure, and it's a great question, and obviously it's one of the same questions that a lot of administrators around the world have been asking themselves is, you know, how do I feel about what the, the, the quote-unquote new normal that we're living in? And uh, one of the things that, you know, keeps popping up in my mind is, is, is the word uncertainty. Um, so much of what we deal with uh, on a daily basis in schools is unpredictable, but you add in things like COVID-19 and you, you add in elements like uh, economic shutdown and political turmoil. And, and suddenly the issues that we deal with in schools on a daily basis become very sort of minute in comparison to, you know, people simply being able to live life on life's terms. You know, um, one of the jokes that we keep you know hearing about in the United States over and over again is about people that don't have toilet paper and, and people that are losing <laughs> jobs and people that don't have a place to live. And mm. So, Oftentimes, when we think about schools and you know what we're going through, um, it's pale in comparison. But but let's face it: at the end of the day, parents are very concerned about child's education, and and obviously we've got a, a bunch of stakeholders here at school that depend on us to make sure that we make uh, school and schooling a priority. So I do spend a lot of my day focusing on uh, students and, and student learning, and when we can get our building reopened. Um, but in the meantime, most of our energy and focus is on making sure that online distance learning platform is the very best that it can be. And as we know, there is no school out there that has the perfect fit. And, yeah. and no school has found that perfect balance between rigor and flexibility and autonomy. And so we really do sort of use a trial and error type method when it comes to our approach to distance learning. And by no means do we have a perfect but, you know, the, the flexibility and the ability to adapt to changing variables has really helped us, you know, stay ahead of the curve. I think you hit the nail on its head when you say adaptability and agility to adapt uh, the changes, right? Because we all were living in the world of what we thought was normal previously, where mm-hmm. things were uh, going on well for a long, long time. And all of a sudden, with COVID-19, we have to face the reality that we have to embrace change very suddenly, very abruptly. That yeah, And at a point in time, it was Chinese New Year, wasn't it, in Beijing, that things were all closed. You have to navigate through those challenges during the, the holidays, wasn't it? Well, I think you bring up a really good point. Is the timing was both perfect and horrible at the same time. <laughs> perfect yes. from the standpoint that people were already going on a break and there was an opportunity for us to create some programs and create some policies Mm. and and procedures that we didn't have in place when people went on on New Year. But what it also did was it had people moving and traveling to remote places with the bathing suit and things in their luggage, but not necessarily the laptop and not necessarily all the tools they needed to be a teacher. And so that's one of the problems that we've been running into is that you know, trying to get people out of the mindset of, of being on vacation during Chinese New Year and really embracing and adapting to, you know, going into a robust online learning platform that, quite frankly, when they left their house here uh, 10 weeks ago, they, they never anticipated that they would be gone for three months. And so that's been, that's been a big challenge, not only for parents, but also for teachers that, uh, yeah. 
Chinese New Year was that I, you know, the, the opportunity for them to celebrate and essentially, you know, shut down the system for a while and recharge their batteries. And suddenly, 48 hours later, we were probably doing what our most challenging and most important teaching we've ever done in our career. Very well said, yeah, and, and it's so true, yeah. And I think some of us are still facing that challenge uh, in different countries, different parts of the world, just different phases of the pandemic evolving. And I think everyone is also learning from each other. And I think China being the first to start off the pandemic and also going through the challenges as a start, is actually, we are all learning from China and we are all uh, listening and also reading and, um, you know, with friends uh, in China, knowing what's going on. And we are all trying to adapt at the same time. What's the best practices, if there's any, right, best practices out there? No, you, you bring up a really good point. When we talked about quarantining and we talked about, you know, isolating and we talked about, you know, going and, and shifting to online learning, really China and, and the schools in China were the first to do it. And there mm. was a lot of uh, schools around the world um, especially in North America, mm. that I don't think they honestly thought it was ever going to impact their lives. And I was talking to a gentleman the other day. He said, Evan, the first time I actually took the pandemic seriously was when uh, the NBA canceled their season mm. and they, they stopped playing they stopped playing basketball. I said, my gosh, it, it took people stop playing basketball for you to realize that this was a, a serious mm. thing. And he said, you know, sort of sheepishly and sort of embarrassed to say, yeah, because it was something tangible that people could point to and say, you know what, it's too dangerous to play basketball and, and you know, there's no sport on TV now. And so for um, the whole world to see the definitively empty stadiums and, yeah. you know, empty auditoriums and no people be able to go to a movie theater suddenly becomes very real to them and mm. they can they can sink their teeth into it. And so mm. that's what it took a lot of people to, to, to realize that life was not anything that could be considered normal anymore. Yeah, so that's uh, when reality strikes hard onto our own faces, right? Where we have to face it and uh, live with it and adapt to it. So you are in a very good position to tell us so because you have went through it on your own uh, from the very beginning of the pandemic in late January, uh, early February, where things really started to unfold in China. So thank you for sharing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Almost 11 weeks now, and some of the choices we made, even with online learning, you know, 11 weeks ago, are also comical. Where do we honestly think it was going to be able to be sustainable and work the way that we wanted it to do? And the answer was frankly no. And that's why our practice continued to evolve. And one of the things that we really adopted early on that I think really saved us some, some trouble was every Wednesday we sent out a survey to all of our families and said, you know, how's the online learning platform going? give any recommendations of things that you'd like us to change and by Thursday or Friday I had met with all the teachers and we had already adopted and made those changes where change in school never happens that quickly um, yeah. but for us to embrace change and modifications within a 48 hour period of time mm. really saved us a lot of headache and pitfalls because we didn't let ego get in the way of making decisions. That's if good. a parent and, and a teacher thought it was a good idea, we were going to embrace it and try it and see if it worked. And if it didn't work and it failed, mm. um, next week we'll get rid of it and we'll move on and do something else. But we really started to build a relationship with our families where uh, they expected us to change and, and the teachers expected us to try different things. And they really gave us a, a canvas in which we had an opportunity to paint a bunch of different paintings and, and painted the pictures of, of how things could be. And I think we finally got that happy medium. Wow. That, that is really uh, remarkable as to 
to hear the um, the agility of you and your team during this pandemic and also working alongside with parents and building that tight rapport with them uh, during this crisis is uh, something really incredible that you have done. So Evan, really congratulate you on that journey. I know awesome. it's not well, easy, you. right? <laughs> and I don't, want to, I don't want to take all the credit because I, I, I think we got very lucky in that mm. we have the type of faculty that were very pliable and very open to um, putting the, the needs of children first. And one of the secrets that I've, I've sort of adopted in my leadership style is trying to be um, transparent with decision-making process and, and showing some level of vulnerability because oftentimes, you know, leaders are, are, are painted with this picture that they need to always have all the answers and they need to be able to stand up and, and tell everybody, you know, exactly what to do and how to do it. But especially when dealing with millennials nowadays and, and we've got millennial parents and now we have millennial teachers, yeah. Um, they really want to know when you're a little bit worried and they really want to know when you don't have all the answers. And, and I think that vulnerability leads to collaborative leadership and it leads to brainstorming where, quite frankly, the type of things teachers tell me today, I would never have told my administrators 20 years ago. I would have let them you know, lead us in, in bad directions and, and just so be it. But I think mm. we saved people a lot of time and a lot of stress because yeah. we didn't let ego, ego get in the way of making decisions. That's really uh, wonderful to hear. Really a, a role model to a lot of us. Thank you, Evan, for sharing. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Well, what would you say in terms of the biggest lessons learned during this pandemic that you yourself have gone through as well as your school? Well, you know, this is very refreshing, and I think it speaks volumes to how important education is, even in a modern social media uh, technology-driven world. This whole thing has really proved to me just how important face-to-face, real, on-campus uh, education is to families and to students. Because we can talk about Zoom, we can talk about online platforms, we can talk about distance learning. Um, but one of the things that, that we have found is no matter how much we improve our distance learning experience for families, it's never going to be as good as the face-to-face. It's never going to be as good as the on-campus experience where kids are running through the hallways and you can hear laughter and you can see smiles in classrooms. And so for me, it's been very refreshing and in many ways a relief to know that we as teachers and we as brick and mortar schools are not obsolete and that we do have a place in this world. And that, you know, one of the things that families keep telling me over and over again is I can't wait for my child to be back with you in the building. For me, for a while, I was, I had my doubts and I wondered whether or not, you know, learning was going to all go digital. I was all going to go distance. And suddenly there were going to be no more brick and mortar schools around it. And people were no longer going to want to come to school. Everyone that if I've learned anything from COVID-19 is that people want just the opposite. They want, excuse the pun, old school school. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I think um, we are all human beings who, who wants to be, connected in person that is i think a lot of human touch that is needed in our daily lives that we all longed for right now with quarantine all this social distance and all at the end of the day we all long to be connected with human beings <laughs> that's why i feel absolutely mm-hmm. and I, i've worked at all the different levels of schooling now i've worked at obviously elementary middle school and high school and one thing that I really, really like about working in primary in particular is, is just how much the kids enjoy seeing you and, and, and vice versa. And 
you know, part of the reason I like working in internationally is we, we still can hug the children and we kids can still touch them when uh, they fall down on the playground and that mm. helps them up and yeah. it's that personal touch that uh, for a while around the world, the word touch sort of, you know, took on this negative connotation, but yeah. we as humans all want to be touched and we all want to be loved. And, and at school, there's a lot of touch and there's a lot of love and there's a lot of learning that takes place that can't be found in a textbook and it can't be found in online learning. And, building relationships and getting along with others and, and all those types of things that happen at the kindergarten level. And we take for granted that, that mm. most adults know how to share and put their toys away when they're done using them. But those have to be taught and those have to be learned skills. And, and I can't think of a better place to learn those things than in a, in a brick and mortar school. Yeah, those are essential life skills very much needed in our day-to-day lives. Um, and you know what? I long for a high five. <laughs> High five. high five is wonderful. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> if you haven't had a high five lately, I think you're missing out. So if you've got somebody nearby you today, just yeah. find somebody in a coffee shop or something and give them the high five. Right. Obviously, sanitize your hands after you do it. But, uh, <laughs> get, get the high five. Absolutely. I need a high five. I'll get that high five and let you know. <laughs> Absolutely. What would your new normal be even from now on or moving forward? Was there a new normal for yourself? normal has really evolved around being available 24-7. I know mm-hmm. on one level that sounds not healthy, but when I've got uh, teachers living all over the world, and I've got students living all over the world, my real responsibility, my real role as a head of school is to be a listener and to be available to conversations. And uh, it's not unusual for me now to be woken up at three o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning with somebody that's having banking issues. They have issues with childcare at home. Those types of conversations in particular, parents and, and, and students really count on administrators. They really count on educators, not to always be able to solve their problems, but to be available to listen. And we as educators, um, most of us are, are parents ourselves and oftentimes um, people look to us to to be good listeners and to offer them uh, help and, and, and support in ways that extend beyond the classroom. And I think that's very refreshing. And one of the things I always used to uh, to say to people is the only time you have to worry about advice is when people stop asking for it or when people stop looking to you to help. Because if they look to you to help, it means they trust you and that means mm-hmm. that they love you. And, yeah. Um, if you're not available to them, they're going to find somebody that they do trust and they do love it. So I, I, I always feel very uh, honored and privileged when people call me in the middle of the night and say, I didn't have anybody else to call, so I called you up. It's so heartwarming to hear, Evan. Thanks for sharing that. <laughs> it's really heartwarming, sure. yeah. It's really nice. Uh, look at the um, future generations to come. I was wondering whether you have any messages that you'd like them to hear from you. Well, I, I really love the, the young people that we work with, and I, mm. I alluded to that early on. And oftentimes the word millennial has very negative connotations yeah. uh, floating around with that generation of, of person. But one of the things I really found that's wonderful about the millennial is that they are not bashful about telling you how they feel and how they think that you know school can be improved. And they have saved me so much opportunities for mistake by letting me know, you know, ways in which they think we can improve the building. And especially in regards to technology, mm-hmm. I would be crazy meeting at 45 years old and tell people how we're going to do online learning when I've got people in there that are 26, 27 that, you know, they know about iMovie, they do GarageBand, they do yeah. all those things that yeah. we depend on, you know, to essentially share the message and share educational uh, learning with others. 
And I would be so silly to, to not listen to them, at least put them in a position to be leaders. And we can all get wrapped up in titles and we all want, you know, obviously the stipend that comes with some of these, these jobs and responsibilities. But I find in particular that younger generation of teacher and that younger generation of, of student just wants to do stuff that, that allows them to be creative so that they can showcase their talents to others. And I think that's where that, you know, the YouTubes and, uh, you know, TikTok and all those mm. things around the world have really taken off because it really allows people to tap into that creativity and things that we around the world would never have seen before are really at our fingertips. And I think there is this inkling around the world or this expectation around the world to make the better video, make the better online learning platform, make all these things, because let's face it, we as human beings in general are very competitive by human nature mm -hmm. and nobody wants to create a video or an online learning experience that is better than somebody else that they think they could, they could duplicate it. So we have about four or five really dynamic teachers in this building that create really great content and because they really tap into a whole different area that, that we can ever get to. It is uh, refreshing to hear that teachers are showing the way and leading the way on digital uh, transformation. Nowadays, really, the schools that have embraced and allowed those teachers to share those skills and, and share the, that knowledge with others have really reaped the benefits. And I think if we create a culture that allows creativity to be rewarded and showcased amongst our teachers, suddenly uh, word spreads pretty quickly that they and their friends want to work here. And so that's the best recruitment tool that we have. Very well said, Evan, and thank you for sharing that. I think that's a great message to the uh, future generations where they could embrace and also continue to learn and evolve uh, throughout their, their journey, right? Their learning journey. So, so thank you, Evan, for sharing. Is there any... Uh... And it certainly made my professional development plan much easier because, let's face it, 10 or 15 years ago, most schools, you had to pay this really expensive person to fly in and you had to put mm. them in a hotel and you had to have them do all these elaborate things on their campus. But... Yeah. For us, believe it or not, the best professional development we have right now is allowing teachers to share their knowledge with others. And uh, we're very fortunate in that we live in Beijing right now, where we've got somewhere between 20 and 30 international schools that do something very similar to what we do. And oftentimes, we, we just create opportunities for those people to visit our campus and share their knowledge with us as well. So before you know, our 100 teachers turn into 500 teachers, and our 500 teachers turn into 1,000. And before you know it, we have the best PD going on because it's just happening here at the grassroots level. And I find that if we, if we invite people to our campus and we give them food and we give them technology, the, the learning just happens naturally. It's really true. And you see that really evolve and also grow rapidly into the DNA of the, the school right, and the campus and the students. So that is just remarkable to see how that will change the whole landscape altogether. And I think you guys are leading the way. So congratulations, Evan. And I, I'm so happy that you have time and spend time with us today on SkyGen's podcast. Any last words for the viewers today or listeners today? I would just say that it's very easy to get caught up in, in, the, in the fake news and get very caught up in, in the day-to-day -day rigor that uh, this new normal is, is a negative thing. Um, I really think the new normal is an opportunity for us to take a look at really what matters to us most. And, and that obviously comes back to uh, the social-emotional connection we talked about. Yes. It also comes back to the, the word uh, change and adaptability. Um, one of the things that we were talking about, ironically, even before COVID-19 was, was coming out, was this drive for families and this drive for students to have a more customizable learning experience. And 
I think one of the things that we found is that that really needs to be with that blend of, of online learning platform, but also the actual, you know, in-person on-school mm. experience. And so I think that blend of those two worlds can coexist because let's face it, the, the, the modern child nowadays does have interests that take place outside of the classroom and outside of the school a day. And I think the more in which we can allow that education experience to continue, whether or not they're actually physically here on site or they're elsewhere around the world doing equestrian, or they're doing swimming, or they're doing ceramics, or they're doing taekwondo, our job and our responsibility as teachers and educators in particular is to keep as many doors open for our children as long as possible. And if we can do that with a blended learning experience that includes some digital and some online and some actual, you know, on-campus experience, mm-hmm. I think we're really setting the kids up and, and setting families up for the future that we are going to be living in because we are going to be living in a, in a, in a world that is both virtual and grassroots. And I think the more we get kids comfortable with that and uh, not seeing it as, as a change in a negative sense, um, we're really setting them up for future success. And that's why we do education in, in the first place is that, we don't know what tomorrow is going to look like, but we know that people need uh, tools and the ability to adapt to change because that, that is the predictable part. The predictable part is that it is going to be unpredictable. Thank you, Evan. As I listen to your uh, feedback and also the, the way that you look forward in the future, it really resonates well in terms of what is happening around the world. And I think what you say is really true. Uh, change adaptability is key and a good blend of online and uh, real life face-to-face has to happen and that is going to stay for a long time so we all have to adapt to that change stay agile stay open in our mindset to grow together yeah so i think um we we learn from each other and uh i think you know one of the one of the words i always use to describe the the modern teachers they really have to be you know a coach and a mentor and a role model and one of the things that we always try to focus on when it comes down to recruiting is people of high character. And if you, mm. if you get people of high character, even if they don't necessarily have uh, the same level of academic skill as perhaps somebody that is a little bit more cerebral, the kids really you know, gravitate towards those people. And I think so much of the learning that takes place in the classroom now is student-led. I agree. Uh, mm. And that's why IB is so popular. Let's face it, you know, it's about inquiry. Mm. And the children are the ones that are driving the instruction uh, in ways in which 20 years ago it was all teacher-driven. And I think that's where the, the high-character person and the role model of the teacher is probably even more important now than it was 20 years ago. So that's the recipe we look for. We look for high-character people, people that think of themselves as more than just a teacher. When we focus on that social-emotional part and we have that human connection, whether it be digitally or on, on grassroots, um, we find that the children really do learn. When we put them in a position to feel comfortable and they trust us and they love us and they want to work hard for us, the learning just happens naturally. Love and trust, that's what builds all of us. And I think that is a uh, yeah, really good foundation of learning. Thank you, Evan. Thank you so much for your time and thank you for sharing. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we just had Evan Hunt, principal of Finstock International Bilingual School, head of the school of BIBS from Beijing. Thank you, Evan, for your time. Great to be with everybody. Stay safe and uh, stay healthy and stay full of love. Thank you, Evan. We hope you enjoyed today's episode at Sky Gems Academy Podcast Series 1 on the topic of how COVID-19 transformed the education industry. 
We trust that the podcast episode has provided a whole lot of value and insights to everyone who tuned in. If you enjoyed today's episode and you love the vision and mission of Sky Gems Academy, can you please help us to convince others to tune in to Sky Gems Academy podcast too? Please kindly subscribe to Sky Gems Academy podcast. Please also kindly leave a quick review and rate Sky Gems Academy podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor.fm, Breaker and various Sky Gems Academy's podcast channels. That would mean the world to us, so thank you so much for your support. Visit our website at www.skygemsacademy.com to find out more about our distinguished speakers and about Sky Gems Academy. We appreciate you and your continuous support. Thank you for tuning in to Sky Gems Academy podcast. High five and peace out. At Sky Gems Academy, our vision is to build a community of new generation leaders with strong core values, high level of self-awareness, high self-worth, and passionate individuals who will give back to the community and the environment. We are focused on delivering high-quality blended online learning of 21st century life skills delivered and taught online, practiced and perfected offline. Our philosophy is to inspire, educate, and nurture. We work towards inspiring and igniting sparks. We listen, we coach, we fine-tune and accelerate the mastery of 21st century life skills for various age groups. Our blended learning programs are curated from the early years to above 60 years old as we believe in providing high-quality, lifelong learning for everyone. SkyGems Academy Podcast Series 1 How COVID-19 Transformed the Education Industry we will take you inside the minds and behind the scenes of 40 exclusive leaders and educators in the education industry. We've interviewed 40 exclusive educators and leaders in the education industry worldwide, starting with China, where the pandemic initially started. You will hear from the leaders in the education industry sharing candidly their views on the possible changes that will take place in the education industry post-COVID-19. Be sure to tune in to SkyGems Academy Podcast Series 1 to listen and learn from the amazing stories, experiences shared, challenges faced, and techniques used by educators in different cities and countries to adapt and overcome their challenges personally as well as professionally in their respective roles in the education industry during the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, let's dive in to SkyGems Academy Podcast Series 1. Introducing to you our host, Alyssa.